Hey, what's going on? Jeff Radcliffe here from over at the FTN Network. And I got your NASCAR preview here for this week. This is an exciting one, man. We have the O'Reilly Auto Parts 253 at Daytona. Of course, this is on the road track. This is not on the main track like last week for the Daytona 500. So this is going to be a very different race. Now, fortunately, in the build-up to the Daytona 500, we did get a shorter race, that clash race on the Roval track. So we kind of know a little bit of what to expect. If you watch that race, though, it was crazy. There was dirt all over the track. People were missing turns left and right, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, it does sound like they, they did correct a few of those issues or at least try and mitigate some of those issues for this race, which is going to be a full field race. So let's break down just some general expectations. First and foremost, for DFS purposes, if you are playing this race in DFS contests, we have to know there's only 70 laps in this thing. So that means very few laps led points, very few fastest lap points. So those traditional dominator points that we're going to get in some of the races that have significantly more, more laps, that's not a factor here. So when you're thinking about your lineup builds, this is not one of those races where you roll in with two or three potential dominators. In fact, I think you could probably get away with one. So the question is, who is that one? The obvious answer, and really the best driver on Roval tracks the last couple years, has been the defending NASCAR champ, Chase Elliott. He's phenomenal on Roval tracks. Absolutely phenomenal. He's also starting from the pole, though, so that's a little bit tricky. Uh, he is the uh, second highest priced on the slate over at DraftKings here at uh, 10700 bucks. So, yes, it's really easy to just say, hey, let's build a whole bunch of lineups with Chase Elliott, but don't you think everybody else is going to do that? Of course they are. It's no secret that Chase is really good on road courses, especially on these road oval combination courses. So, yeah, I think it does make sense to have some lineups with him, but it also makes sense to have lineups without him and there really is one other potential dominator who does stand out to me, uh, and that, of course, is Denny Hamlin. He does start fourth, so tiny little bit of place differential potential there if he does actually win this race. But I also think there's a good chance he leads a bunch of laps, so you have that chance for some dominator points. And he actually is cheaper than Chase Elliott, coming in at just 9800 so those two guys really stand out at the top in terms of guys starting uh, towards the front who could potentially dominate early in this race. This race, though, for me, when I'm building my lineups, is one that is all about place differential. You have place differential up and down the board, and if you're new to NASCAR, place differential essentially... If you're starting further back in the field and you finish higher, not only are you getting those fantasy points for your higher finish, but you're also getting the difference in points. And it's one point per difference. So if you start 30th, you finish 20th, you just racked up 10 points right there. That's huge. So a lot of these guys starting further back in the field have a lot of appeal. Now, that being said, this is no secret in, in NASCAR TFS. So don't think like you just discovered the Fountain of Youth or something like that. You didn't discover any secret here. And a lot of these drivers I'm about to mention are going to be very chalky as a result. So you have Martin Truex. Martin Truex is right up there with Chase Elliott as one of the best drivers on road courses, but he starts so much further back. He's starting 19th in this race. Now, of course, you're going to pay a premium for Truex at 11000 He's the most expensive on the slate. 
Uh, Ryan Blaney starting 28th way back. Blaney is good on road courses as well. He is not cheap as well at 10400 And then the other name I think in this range, uh, price range at least, has to be Kyle Busch. He won the clash. Now, granted, he won the clash uh, kind of thanks to being in the right place, right time uh, due to Ryan Blaney and Chase Elliott getting into it there at the very end of the race. But still, he won the clash and he is more than capable on this track. Uh, starts 14th, so a little bit further back and uh, maybe a modest discount on the top guys at 10000 He's still pricey though. So you have this collection of other guys who are going to be in a ton of lineups that can guarantee Eric Jones starting 37th at 7800 Chalk. Alex Bowman starting 36 at 9000 A little bit more pricey, but still he'll be in a lot of lineups. Matt DiBenedetto at 30, uh, starting 32nd at 8100 uh, You have Chris Buescher at 30 This is crazy. This doesn't often happen this way. 7200 for Buescher. Eric Almirola at 20, starting 26 at 7900 So those guys are going to be very widely owned. Definitely uh, drivers we want in cash lineups. But you really want to differentiate if you're going to want to take down a GPP, which I know you do. So how do we do that? I think there's a really interesting little wheelhouse of three drivers starting 11 to 13. Starts with Joey Logano at 11. He's 9,400. Because he's in 11, I think that, you know, potentially might go slightly under-owned. We could go after Logano, and the price isn't terrible. And Logano could very well win this thing as well. If he wins it, you get the differential. You get the points for, for the win. And maybe, uh, you know, some Dominator points as well towards the end. We'll see. Uh, we also have Christopher Bell at 12, starting a position 12. 7,700 for Christopher Bell. And then Cole Custer as well, starting 13th uh, at just 7,000. Some interesting names there to differentiate your lineup. I would recommend sprinkling those guys in. Now, in terms of bets, okay, Chase Elliott, literally 2-1 to one in a NASCAR race. I, I get it. I understand why he's at 2-1 to one at plus 200 at DraftKings Sportsbook, but no thank you. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to make that wager. Honestly, I think Truex is much more appealing at plus 4,500. Uh, you, you know, that... Uh, he's always in the hunt. You get slight, you know, obviously better odds with him. And if you're going to make an outright uh, with one of the favorites, he is the guy for me. Honestly, I think I mentioned Ryan Blaney and, and how well he runs on these tracks. I, I'm not going to bet him as an outright, but I do like the odds you're getting for a top three finish for Ryan Blaney at plus 325. Give me some of that right there. No doubt about it. Uh, hey, make sure you go and check out everything that we have to offer over at the FTN Network. If you want NASCAR DFS projections for the Cup, for trucks, for Xfinity, I got you covered there, along with great content from our team over at FTNDaily.com. And if you want betting picks for every NASCAR race as well, we got you covered over at FTNBets.com.